on this week's Talking with Topher. Now, you have to make $160,000 a year to buy a home. I am the type of person where an instantaneous change is very difficult. Time brings change, and you got to change with time. And now let's get into episode 173. happening TWT fans it is so good to be back on this July 27th 2023 and I'm so glad to have you all back here with me I just want to say thank you to all my subscribers out there you are the reason I keep coming back week after week thank you to the new subscribers so glad to have you all aboard and if you are new to the podcast remember to subscribe all right it's the one thing i'm asking everybody to do it is the most important thing you can do for me so go ahead and click that subscribe button if you've got a story or you know somebody's story that needs to be told or maybe you want to be a guest on the podcast t-a-l-k-i-m with topher at gmail.com that's talking with topher at gmail.com the official email of the podcast and of course link tree all right it's right there it's in the description below the video go ahead click it it gives you access to everything twt it's just that easy and uh let's get into today's episode Ah. all right so it is a beautiful hot day out right now i'm telling you this weather is crazy today um between the rain the flooding and all of my electrical issues. <laughs> um, no, it's because I have the AC on. I've had the AC on for weeks now, and it just... Hey, this house was built in the 1900s. It wasn't even made for electricity, so I can't hold it against anybody. It's an old house, and it doesn't like using a lot of power, but I push a lot of power out of this house. So I'm thankful that um, it doesn't get interrupted when I'm court- recording, you know what I mean? The weather is crazy right now with all the flooding, um, and and Vermont got hit real bad. Uh, they got a lot of roads out. Some some uh, places in New Hampshire got hit pretty bad. Some flash flooding. Roads are gone. People are stranded. Campgrounds can't get out. It's craziness. Craziness right now. Is it is it our fault? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I feel like this is another scare tactic that they're pushing on us, and I don't appreciate it. I just want to enjoy the warm weather. What's wrong with that? Instead, they want to turn it into this thing we're supposed to fear, and, you know, we got wildfires in Canada, and the smoke's coming down, and stay inside. No, I'm not staying inside. You can't. You can never tell me to stay inside again, and that they keep doing this to us, that they keep trying to lie to us today and i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna say that they're lying i don't care if you want to consider this misinformation youtube i don't care this is not misinformation this is what i see what i hear what i'm observing everybody's saying the same thing right they're all saying uh the weather's getting worse it's our fault uh global warming blah 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 and i'm gonna get striked and probably suppressed because of that but it can't all be our fault it can't and the thing that gets me more irritated than anything is that they keep doing it they keep telling us this over and over again covid's gone so what can we do to keep everyone in line and make them do what we want well we just keep telling them that the weather is their fault and as long as we keep telling them the weather's their fault then we can protect you from yourself 
And now we can tell you to stay inside, stop buying stuff, slow down on this, stop making such a big carbon footprint. Because why? Because you're ruining the planet. You're ruining it. Do you see what's happening? It keeps getting hotter and the rains and ah, the flooding and it's all your fault. I just, I feel like we allow them to lie to us. I really do. I don't understand it. I don't believe that all this climate change is our fault. You know, they also try to tell us that, you know, they've, they've added more jobs. They've added more jobs. Yeah, have you? Have you? I believe, and I, I don't know if this is 100% correct, but I believe there was over like a million people out of work. Well, last week they said uh, we added 206,000 jobs. Well, that's not even a quarter of the jobs that were lost three years ago. So I want to know how many jobs have been created since everybody filed for unemployment, closed their doors, maybe didn't reopen, lost their homes, and lost almost everything that they were working for when COVID hit. Where are those people that lost and just had to get something to get by? Did they lose their house and now living in an apartment, now working at McDonald's or Starbucks or some other place? They won't tell us that. They're just like, oh, we're doing a great job, and we got more people jobs. And it's like, well, did you or didn't you? Like, it doesn't make that much sense to me, and you keep making it sound like something more than what I believe you to actually be telling me, which is, you know, there's nothing out there. Minimum wage is at, at an all-time low. You can't make an honest living today. You have to make $160,000 a year to buy a home. When I was buying my home a decade ago, you needed to be making $80,000 a year. And that is on a joined income. And if you can't make $160,000 a year today, you're not going to be able to own a home. And supposedly, if you're making over 85 grand, you can now live comfortably. It just sounds so crazy to me. It's so crazy. It's like the, the, the middle class is just getting run down constantly. And I don't understand why... Um, they have this pull on us, right? I, I, I mean, I see it all the time. I see, I see it in some of my relatives. I see it in uh, some of the people that I uh, talk to along my ways throughout uh, the, the Rap City community. Um, but it's just everybody's trying to get by. To even buy a car today is so hard for everybody. I mean, I deal with nothing but teenagers. and They can't even buy a car today. They're barely scraping by. The thought of going to college is becoming almost uh, like figment of your imagination um, because everybody knows to go to college today and put yourself in debt and then graduate and then not be able to get the job that you uh, 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 made your major in. That's common today. It's so common that it's actually causing the younger generation to go, wait a minute, I don't think I need college. I know my mom and dad want me to go to college, but I don't believe that I need it today. I mean, I could just do this or this, and I can learn everything online. And I've been saying this for years. I don't think you need college today. I think the institutions that we have that provide a higher education are nothing but bank robbers, right? The banks right now, you've got Bank of America who is being fined. Uh, one of the fines was for $100 million. Another one of their fines is for $60 million. And it's because what they did was is they made duplicate accounts and 
screwed people out of their money. And that's why I say the college institutions are like bankers. They're just stealing money out of your pocket and they're not giving you anything more in return. They're not even giving you a guarantee today. So to pay 30, 40, 50, $100,000 for a higher education and then get out and have to go work at Starbucks, well, at least you're part of the 206,000 people that just got a job, right? No, no, this is ridiculous, and we need to wake up. We need to wake up, and we need to realize that they are lying to us about everything today. They're lying to us about getting a higher education. They're lying to us about these jobs being fulfilled and this economy doing so well. And I'm so glad that the feds raised the hike ra- the, the, the interest rates because if they didn't do that, we would be in a horrible recession. Um, I'm pretty sure we're in a recession right now. I'm pretty sure that 600% increase in everything and a 30% drop doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It's just, why do, why do I, uh, I don't even know how to put this. I don't believe that they've reduced the, uh, the, the inflation enough for us not to still fall into a recession. I don't believe that they've done anything better. I don't even think the Biden administration is being run by Biden. I think it's being run by the people that were hired by them. Because, I mean, what is Biden doing? I mean, he's, he's falling upstairs. He's falling down on stage. He's dry, I mean, he can't even ride a bike. He's 80-something years old now. Right? Nobody should be allowed to be in the government at 80 years old, okay? I didn't even trust my grandmother to drive a car when she was 80. So what are we doing today? And and to have AOC back up Biden is absolutely ridiculous. These banks keep screwing us over. The government keeps lying to us. And we just keep force-feeding ourselves all this false information because they want us to believe that it's true. And we have to be able to get our news from a reliable source that doesn't just try to feed us what they think should be done or should be said or should be the way that they're saying it is. We need breaking points. Breaking points should be listened to by everybody. They are a great, amazing way to get your news. They're non-biased. And they just tell you how it is, all right? It's absolutely amazing. And I just, I can't sit by and just be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what's happening. Oh, look, they added more jobs. Oh, look, unemployment's way down. Oh, look, yeah, world's going back. No, man, no. I mean, I went to uh, Salem, Mass. for my uncle's thing, and they still had outside dining. The world has not gotten back to what we once knew it was. And it never will. The world is just going to keep changing. And, And you know what makes change? Time. The only thing that can change things for the better is time. But the only way we're going to be able to do it in a good, timely manner is by increasing the minimum wage. By making People feel like it's worth doing. You can't tell somebody that you, if you go and get a job today, you'll be able to afford groceries. You can't tell people that because working off of minimum wage, you're never going to be able to do it. It's just not going to happen. It's tough. I know people with two or three jobs today. And it's not just one person. It's both people in the relationship. They both have multiple jobs. They're never home. They're always working. Why? Because they can't afford anything. So if we don't raise the minimum wage and make it better for people to 
get the American dream, whatever that is today. I thought it was buying a house, owning land, having a dog, and a little bit of privacy and some some freedom and what you can do in your own dwelling. That That's what I was taught was the American dream. And I don't know if that dream exists anymore because they make it harder and harder to reach. When middle class is almost unreachable by the majority of the U.S., that's a problem, everybody. That's a major, major problem. And I just don't know what we do to try and fix it, you know? But I do know that I've tried to fix a few things in my life recently. Um, I told my cousin I was going to give him a call, and I did. I absolutely did, and it felt really good. And we had a great conversation on the phone. Uh, I was just asking him all kinds of questions because uh, recently, and I don't know if you know this, but I found out that uh, avocados are being used by the cartel, and what they're doing is, is they're cutting the avocados open somehow, and I don't know how they're doing this, I'm sure it's done some special way, but they are taking the pits out of the avocado, they're putting in bags of cocaine, they're closing up the avocado, they're shipping them over to the United States, And now, because of this, avocado shipments are being held um, at the docks and they have to be inspected because there's too many cartels uh, or there's too many avocados being distributed by the cartel with cocaine in them. So, because of that, now a case of avocados is like $92. Which is crazy. When I used to buy avocados by themselves, they were not even a dollar each. Now they're almost $2 each. And that's all because of them. It's all because of the cartel, I found out. So they are going to do whatever it takes to get their drugs into the United States. And it doesn't matter um, what they ruin or what prices have to go up because we can't get enough of A friggin' avocado? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they just keep going up. I did not even know this was a thing. And then I was talking to my cousin to get back to that. And uh, there was uh, one time, because he he works for the Coast Guard. And um, he he told me this. He said, you know, he he could talk about it. This is an old story. Um, But he told me that one time they were... There's, there's, a, there's a patch of water, and I don't know how big it is. I don't know the distance of anything. But between Canada and America, there is a part of, I think it's the Atlantic. I could be wrong. P- pick an ocean. Whatever one's in between, that's the one. And America says that our line is here. Canada says that our, their line is here. So the lines go over each other. And since nobody can decide exactly where their border is in that part of the ocean, they have now deemed that part of the ocean, uh, I'm going to call it no man's water. He had a different word for it. It's called, it actually does have a word. And it is called something. I just don't know exactly what it is. Um, So they saw a boat out there. And there's not supposed to be anybody out there. It's not supposed to be anybody in those waters. Because they have not been determined by either country. So they have to go over there. Stop the boat. Talk to the fishermen. Hey, you can't fish here. Hey, you gotta go. Um, they're talking to them. They're, they're checking out the boat. They're inspecting it like the Coast Guard does. And one of the guys picks up a highlighter. And he starts flipping it around in his hand. And he noticed that it starts shaking. It's like shaking in it. So he goes, huh, that's weird. 
He pops open the marker, and he can still write with it. It's still working like a highlighter. So he, he still hears it shaking. He takes his knife, and he sticks it in the bottom, and he pops the bottom. And he dumps it in his hand, and there's four Oxycontin in it. Now, when this happened, Oxycontin was high in demand. It was, it was, it was being uh, smuggled in at this time. So the, he's like, oh, that's weird. Um, hmm. So he goes back over where he grabbed the highlighter, and he notices that there's like five or six more highlighters. But they didn't think anything of it because, you know, they're fishermen and they have highlighters because, I don't know, you're like marking off how many fish you get or, you know, picking your quota. Who knows what the fucking highlighters are for? But they didn't think twice about the highlighters until this moment. So he picks up another one. He shakes it. Four oxies come out of that one. He goes, oh, shit. He goes over to the person in charge and goes, hey, I just found this inside of these highlighters and uh, I think we got an issue here and they're like okay well well now we got to detain them we got to put them off to the side they're now talking to them and one of the other um, coast guards comes up and goes hey uh, when I was checking out the underneath of the boat I came across a couple boxes of highlighters he's like I didn't think anything of it because these fishermen grab boxes just off of the land and fill it up with tackle boxes and all kinds of tools and anything else that they need for their, uh, uh, for their journey uh, while fishing. They go back down into the boxes, and they see all the highlighters. Now, this thing, they, he said it was about, I don't know, yay big by yay big, right? Decent-sized box. So you can fit a ton, and it was those big, fat highlighters that you used to use in school. Or I used to use in school. I don't know if they fucking use highlighters anymore with all the computer shit today. But, so they start popping those ones open. They are all full of oxys. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. So they, 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 they had to uh, pull the shit. They had to pull all the highlighters out. Uh, uh, we had to document those. Uh, we had to arrest them. We had to tow the boat. We had, it was like a whole thing. And they stopped an entire shipment of, I mean, millions of dollars of Oxycontin uh, stopped it from coming into the United States. Yeah, so I got, I got, you know, it was really, really nice to talk to him. We must have talked for over a half an hour. And uh, it was just a good time. He wanted to call this uh, Cousins Questions. Which doesn't sound that bad. He had a whole intro, and I was like, dude, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And he's like, well, you can use it. And I go, I'm never going to remember that. I'm like, I'm not recording our conversation. And uh, I was like, but, you know, if you ever do want to come on the podcast, I would be more than happy to sit down with you and uh, record a good hour of just finding out what it's like to be part of uh, America's Coast Guard. Um, right now he's, uh, based in Georgia and, uh, yeah. So hopefully next year he'll be done with that and he'll be closer to, um, closer to here. I don't know exactly where he said he wants to come back to new, new England. Um, and he should be able to have a choice this time around, but man, it was just so nice to talk to him. And when we were all done talking, he thanked me for calling him. And I was like, what are you thanking me for? He's like, I don't know. You just, you called me and uh, it's just really nice to, you know, get a call every now and then. And I'm like, this is the problem with it. This is the problem with everything right now, right? I, I, we need to be calling each other. We need to be staying in contact. It's computers and Instagram and social media and podcast, all these things that we have to reach out and kind of interact with each other. It's not enough today. We need human interaction, calling on the phone, uh, uh, FaceTiming, one-on-one, in person, whatever it happens to be. That's the only way to rebuild what has been lost. And the longer that we stay segregated from each other, we keep to ourselves, and we do not, 
uh, interact with one another, the more it gets lost. And with the next generation coming up and with, boy, oh, boy, I'm expecting to lose power any minute. I don't know if I'm going to be able to leave my AC on. Um, but, yeah, yeah, with, uh, with, with the younger generation coming up and being glued to these devices, I think we're going to see more separation, more anxiety, more depression, more self-loathing, and unfortunately, more self-harm and or suicides and or, I mean, domestic violence is giant. Did you see in Hudson, New Hampshire, this son beat his mother to death? Why? Out of all the things, what are you going to get out of that? What do you? What did you get out of that? I just, I don't know what can be done to turn this all around, because it all ties together. If they keep feeding us their lies and telling us that it's truth, this is just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. There's no way around it. But. It was really nice to hear him say thank you because I've never been thanked for calling somebody before. I was like, oh, this is, you know what? I, I did a good thing today. And I didn't even think I was just, I was doing a good thing. I promised to make a phone call. I said, I will call you. And I just did it. I kept to my promise, which kept me true to myself, which helps me stay off of alcohol. But on the other side of that coin... He was excited to hear from me. He was happy to get a phone call and be able to talk to somebody else besides, I don't know, the people that are around him on a normal basis. And um, so now we're going to, I don't know, he's got a wedding or something and he's going to be coming to North Conway. So on his way home, he's going to be sliding on by. Um, and, uh, we're going to make time to hang out and that's how this is done. You know, my wife looked at me and she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I go, I have no idea. We'll figure it out when it happens. Who cares? We're going to hang out. This is a relationship that 20 years ago didn't even exist. Lost complete communication. And you know what? I want to probably start there. I want to start there. I want to see what what I felt kind of I want to see if what I say to him about how this all kind of fell apart is the same as what he feels maybe helped this all fall apart, right? So I think that would be a good inf- a good conversation to have with him, um, and I'm looking forward to it. It's just been, you know, uh, uh, really, really nice to be able to do these things. And the only reason I'm capable of doing any of this is because I'm not drinking anymore. You know, it sounds so simple, but for me, it's not simple. It's hard. It's a lot of work, and it's day in and day out, and it's just, man... I keep wondering sometimes, like, uh, I was driving around uh, last week, going to location to location, the sun was out, it was hot as hell, you know, my car's telling me it's 93 out there, and I'm like, oh my god, I want a friggin' drink, I want a drink, it's beautiful out, and then I have to sit there and be like, no, 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 I know it's beautiful out. You got a job to do, you got a responsibility, and you got things that need to get done, and guess what's not going to get done if you start drinking? Everything. Everything. So every time I, I, I I have that happen and I get through that battle, it makes it that much easier to say no next time. It makes it that much easier to continue on this path and get closer to my seventh year. Um, and and it's just something that I just look forward to now. Um, it's not, it's not going away, right? It's just getting a little bit easier to deal with as time goes on. 
every day that's nice out. It, it, it just always reminds me of drinking, you know, like, what was it? The other day I got home and I was like really craving a cigarette. And then I realized it wasn't the cigarette I was really craving. It was the inhaling and receiving the nicotine that I was missing. So I was like, oh man, I could go for a vape right now. And I'm like, no, you can't get a vape. It's been three months now since I uh, quit vaping. And um, yeah, it's difficult. It's all difficult, everybody. That's the thing I want to get through to everybody is that um, everything is super difficult to do. You have to discipline yourself. You have to make sure that you keep yourself in check and give yourself things to keep yourself in check with, right? When I crave a drink or I'm, 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 I'm going through these mental struggles where I want to vape or I want to do all these things that I love doing so much. I just love doing them, right? Even though they get me in trouble, even though they're really bad for me. When I keep telling myself no, I give myself a small treat, right? Maybe I'll have a little extra ice cream that day. Maybe I'll have a couple extra of this. Maybe I'll buy an extra kombucha, right? You got to give yourself a little bit of a reward, a little bit of a pat on the back for not doing what you're not supposed to be doing. And I think that does make it a little bit easier because you're like, oh, yeah, I'll give myself a little reward. I did a good job. I didn't drink. I didn't vape. And look at that. We got through the day, and it wasn't the end of the world. It's a way to keep me in check. So I'm always making sure that I'm keeping myself in check no matter what I'm doing because I have to. I'm the type of person where an instantaneous change is very difficult. But knowing that a change is coming and preparing for it is way, way easier. So because of this, uh, because of the way that I do this, it makes my head go, oh, okay, I can wrap my head around this. I can be calm and collective when this happens. Um, because if I didn't do it this way and I didn't get these things prepared and figure them out, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd spiral and I could possibly start drinking again. It's what I do to get myself ready for big changes in my life. Time brings change and you got to change with time. You really do. You really do. So... I hope everybody out there is um, working hard at uh, doing whatever you're doing, staying away from whatever you got going on. I, I hope anything that I say maybe helps make your uh, life a little bit easier. I know for me, um, it's made my life tremendously easier. Um, and I've just been seeing a lot of positive uh, changes in my life, especially over the last year. The last year, there's been a lot of changes. I think people are starting to really see who I am now. They're, they're for, not forgetting, but I think they can actually put aside who I used to be. And they now see me for who I am today. And some people only see me as the person that I am today. And for those people... Um, I, I, I am very happy that they did not ever get to meet, um, the old me. I really am. It's also kind of weird because they see me as this type of person always. And, um, I'm not going to tell them, but I mean, sometimes it comes up, you know, you don't have to divulge all your personal information to people that you meet when you're off of your addiction and you're doing better. Um, but it, it's interesting because you get a lot of positivity and a lot of compliments sometimes. And I think that's why I don't know how to take it. Cause I'm like, I can't believe you're thanking me or you're 
you know what I mean? Or, or I had a good idea or, or something like that because I'm in my head, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still that person. I'm still that person struggling. And to them, they don't see me struggling or stressed out. I don't even show it. And I'm sitting here, you know, from time to time telling everybody that I wear all my emotions on my sleeve. And I've actually had people tell me even two weeks ago, you don't seem stressed out at all. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, really? I wanted to look in a mirror right there and then just to see what face I was making so that I could understand what they're seeing. Because I was like, man, I don't know. I'm pretty stressed out right now. Let's take a quick break. All right, everybody. It's time for the beach. It's time for summer. It's time for sun. You can get brand new clothing at slowdowncloathing.bigcartel.com today. Um, Shirts like this long sleeve, hats like this with that crazy, beautiful embroidering. This stuff is amazing. And you have to go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com to get it all right so go there and check out their entire selection because they're not just known for the shirts that's right they've also got kids tees and socks look at these socks these are amazing and they look great with dress pants so if you got to wear dress pants for work and you want to add a little bit of color and have some fun with it get some of these socks They are so comfy, and they look great. And it's also time for the beach. So get yourself some of these awesome, oh, beautiful, comfy swim trunks for going swimming this year, for going to the beach, uh, for doing whatever you want to do. Maybe you just want to play in the sprinkler in the yard with your kids. They're great for that, too. They're great swim trunks. And don't forget, they have skateboards. They have pins. They have so much to offer um you can get coloring books for the kids and just remember before you check out put in promo code t-o-p-h-e-r and get an extra 10 percent off your entire purchase that's right you get to save some extra money this year and who doesn't want to save money when they're making purchases so go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com get shirts like this like the other ones I was wearing, kids' clothing, the skateboards, women's leggings, and go get your beach towels and swimwear. All right? Use promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out and let TWT save you some money today. And I'm back, everybody. All right, we're going to bring this thing out with some Topher's Topics today. I got a couple things I wanted to go over. My first article today, and this is going off of the simple fact that everybody's looking for a quick solution. You're looking for a quick solution to get off of your addiction. You're looking for a quick solution to gain weight. You're looking for a quick solution to lose weight. You're looking for a quick solution today, and you need to stop looking for a quick solution, okay? I'm sorry. There is no such thing as a quick solution. There is no easy fix. All right. It takes time, discipline, and a lot of hard work. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people now are on Ozempic. Ozempic is supposed to help you lose your fat. These pills are new. These medications have not been fully tested. And now European health officials are investigating in if the wonder weight loss drug Ozempic makes people contemplate suicide and self-harm. This is what I keep saying. When I was talking to my parents, my mom looks at me and she, I I said something about my, my hip, right? Cause my hips bothering me. My hamstrings are messed up. I got, I got some issues. So what I'm doing for myself is I went to knees over toes Right, I think he calls himself knees over toes guy on Instagram. And all of his stretches and exercises and everything he does is for your ankles, your feet, your calves, your knees, your thighs, your uh, buttocks, your hamstrings, 
and your hips. It's all the parts of the body that we just ignore, right? Nobody wants to do leg day. Everybody should be doing leg day. I am guilty of not doing leg day, okay? I am guilty of it. I am not guilty of not doing body weight squats, but I'm not really working my legs as much as I should considering I do jujitsu and I need them, okay? So I am guilty of this as well. But she was like, oh, well, here's, you want some aspirin? You want some Tylenol? You want this? I'm like, mom, mom, no. I don't take any of those pills. She goes, what do you mean you don't take them? My dad looks at me like, what? You don't take ibuprofen? I go, no, I don't. Because my body is telling me something is hurt. I don't want to numb that pain. What I want to do is I want to isolate it. I want to understand why I'm in pain. And I want to find a way to fix the pain without numbing my body. My body is slowly telling me that everything that I'm doing is getting better. My hip is getting better. My movement is getting better. From, from what? Exercise, movement, stretching, taking it easy when I can. There is no quick fix. No aspirin or anti-inflammatory is going to help you heal. It's only going to mask what is going on inside your body and make you think that you feel better, which could, could turn out to actually hurt you more, right? Because if you're numb and you can't feel it, then you think you're doing good. You go and do something else. You hurt it more. Now you need more anti-inflammatories or pain medication. So my answer is, No, I don't take any pills. I want to know my body. I want to know exactly what's going on. And it's no quick fix for anything. You want to lose weight? Stop fucking stuffing your face. That mouth pleasure. Mouth pleasure. It's all it is. It's emptiness. You're missing something in your life. It could be as simple as activity. I hope that they figured this out before too many people harm themselves and leave it to Europe again to try and figure it out just like they figured out vaping. Like I screamed and yelled about. So long ago, we need to be paying attention to the other people. We can't just keep making the data ourselves. They're pretty smart too. They got some scientists. They got some doctors that are very intelligent and they are good at figuring this shit out. Just like they were very good at putting 30 years into finding out whether or not vaping was more health, was was better for you than smoking. And it is. But the high nicotine has ruined the industry. The pharmaceutical companies are ruining us. So, what are we going to do to stop it? And I'm not saying that you go and throw out all your medications and you say, I'm done and nah, fuck it. You know, no. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Pump the brakes. If you're excited and you want to get off your medications and you want to do things the hard way, the only way to get it done, go and talk to your doctor. Go and talk to your therapist. Make sure you do what's necessary. Take the hard steps and actually walk off your medication because a lot, if not almost all of these medications today, are dangerous to come off of and could possibly harm you more by just stopping them. So I do not recommend stopping your medications. But if you feel the same way that I do about medications today and you're on some and you want to get off, go and discuss it with the proper people 
and go ahead and get off your medications if you can. This isn't for everybody. Some people try to get off medications and they can't. I believe in blood thinners if you need them. There's all kinds of different things, okay? You got to go and talk to the right people. But I'm telling you right now, you want to lose weight. Ozempic's not the way. Get rid of that mouth pleasure. Put yourself on a fucking treadmill and put in the work. And you will see a difference. It's just not going to be this instantaneous reaction that you're looking for. Not everything can be a TikTok, people. So, supposedly, shiniest exoplanet ever found has reflective metal clouds. Now, I have not even looked at this, but it has a video. I mean, where is it? What planet are we going to call it? What are these metal clouds? I mean, I have so many questions, and then it's like, I know we have satellites up there, and everybody says, well, this is just, it's all fictitious. We're under a dome. Uh, the earth is flat. Uh, da, 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 da. I get it. I get it. I get it. But can we have some fun? Can we just have some fun and throw a conspiracy theory into this somehow? Let's figure it out. So they're showing a planet right now. What is an exoplanet? Exoplanets are planets that orbit a star other than our own sun. Uh, These are two people, Michael Mayer and his son. In 1995, these two Swiss astronomers discovered the first exoplanet, 51 planet types, exoplanet discoveries. NASA says almost 3,500 exoplanets have been confirmed in the universe. If we find lots of planets like ours, we'll know if it's likely that we aren't alone and that someday we might be able to join other intelligent life in the universe. NASA discovered seven Earth-sized planets using a network of telescopes. B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, Known as the trapeze system, the planets orbit in many. Three of the planets may harbor oceans of water, making them possible homes for life. Astronomers say that the planetary system is 40 light years away from Earth. Upcoming missions will study exoplanets in greater detail. It's cool. They got a picture of it down here. And supposedly this is the planet right here. If you can see my cursor going around it. If you can't, well, I'm sorry. Um, it's called, the planet is called LTTN77NB, orbiting its much larger host star. So, does that make it a planet or a moon? Right? I don't, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't know enough about exoplanets, but what I do know is, is that I want to see metal clouds. I mean, are they floating? Do they rain metal shavings? Like, how does this even work? It doesn't even sound feasible, right? It just doesn't. It sounds crazy town to me. But, and if it's 40 light years away... How did they even see it? Like, are these telescopes that good? You know? I want to believe they are. I want to believe a lot of this shit. You know, they're, they're coming up with some fusion propulsion system for 2027. Uh, some rockets. So that's going to get us closer to, like, uh, what we would know as... Uh, propulsion system on like Star Trek. I mean, that would be insane. And what would it be like if we could actually travel the speed of light? I mean, I don't even think our bodies could withstand the actual force that would be forced upon you traveling 
that fast. You know how, like, when they're like, okay, we're going to go light speed, and then they pull the thing and they go. They're not saying, okay, everybody sit down, buckle up, ba 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 No, people are still standing. They're still doing their thing. They're, and then they're traveling the speed of light. You're not getting thrown against the ship. You're not getting, like, crushed into, you know, your seat or having the seatbelt, like, cut through you as, as that pressure from traveling that fast. Like, I don't know. I want to believe these things. I want them to come true. But physics may stand in our way. Reality may stand in our way. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Um, and then my next one. Woo! All right. So hold on to your $300,000. A Silicon Valley company received special approval from the, from the federal government to put its flying electric cars to the test in the skies. National correspondent James Packard has the high-flying details from California. Meet George Jetson. For decades, shows like The Jetsons and movies like Back to the Future have us anticipating the day when flying cars are the norm. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> That's Back to the Future 2, right? Ooh, imagine this shit. One step closer to having the first electric flying car on the roads and in the air. This, after the company was granted a what? special certification from the Federal Aviation Administration to test its products in the skies. With this certification, we can actually fly close to home for different kind of purposes. What? Jim Duchovny is one of the founders of the Northern California-based Sustainable Electric Transportation Company. He says the special government certification gives his company clearance to operate its Model A flying car over parts of Silicon Valley. An electric vehicle came... Okay, hold on real quick. Is it just me or all the cars starting to look the same? They're just not fun anymore. They're just, there's only a certain couple brands out there, but they... I mean, so boring capable of driving on roads like an automobile or zooming up like a vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Shut up. He says up. it's the first vehicle of its kind to receive such a clearance for test runs from the federal government. I would claim it actually to be the first traditional car, and especially an electric car. Looks like a car, can be parked in a parking space, um, can be driven on a regular street with vertical takeoff which is allowed what? by the government to fly. It's maybe a very small step for plane. It's a giant step for cars. Aleph unveiled the full-size sports model car in October 2022. Oh, really? Two working full-size demonstrator cars. Since then, pre-orders have been booming, with everyone from college students to boomers even companies looking to get behind the wheel of this first-of-a-kind ride. The price tag, $300,000. We have actually the regular line and priority line. You can pretty much sure that most people in priority line have enough cash and want to get the first car. They are early adopters usually. They were one of the first ones who bought Teslas. They're the first who bought, um, who bought a lot of new technology. The company says the six-figure sticker price for the futuristic vehicle may be steep to start, but that his company's goal oh, oh. is to significantly is. reduce the cost for the average consumer. Our plan is to get it down to below 100K and then eventually to get it close to 35K. But first cars, it's just because as, as with any hardware, large hardware product, well, yeah, because the rich can only afford it first, so they're going to pay the biggest price so they can have it first, and that funds the company, and then they can mass-produce more, then they sell them at a cheaper price, and then those prices drive more, and then they can eventually get it down to where us little people might be able to get our hands on one of these. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, let all of them figure this out first because if you have to fly that thing yourself you know there's going to be drunk flying you know there's going to be drunk flying 
it's just like uh, incurring the cost, right? As for concerns about safety, look at how you can see through it. Safer than fucking nuts. Helicopters and airplanes. And safer than your regular cars on the ground. What? The company says how it plans to begin delivering the vehicles to customers by 2025. With the help of the federal government, they're one step closer to getting that goal off the ground. With the modern technology. Oh, did you see it start lifting off the road? Wasting your time, wasting everybody's time, and so on. Time is very precious. Okay, so I've got a couple questions. How does it do in an accident? What happens? Okay, because this happened to my brother-in-law. He was driving on the highway. Somebody uh, switched lanes, not paying attention. They clipped his tailgate of his truck, spun him out, and he crashed. Now, without the spin-out and the crash, let's just say somebody coming up behind you, boom, they smack your rear end. Is it still, God damn it. Is it still flyable? What happens if you get multiple fender benders? Is it still flyable? How does it do on a fender bender? What is the crash test on this thing? Like, I have so many questions because that thing looked like Swiss cheese. You could see the ground through the top of it. You could see right through it when it's flying. That frame doesn't look like it could take a friggin' impact. Now, granted, it's built to fly, but we, we all need to be able to withstand an impact if necessary, which is why there's so many tests for cars before they get on the road. They have to pass certain things. Where's all the airbags? Where's the uh, protective anything on that car is it safe what happens if the engine gives out and you're in the middle of the air like what happens right so even though i'm super excited about a flying car because you know by the time i can get one you know i'll probably be like 60 70 years old but what is it going to what are the what are the precautions that they're taking what are the safety measures that they're taking and can it take a normal day-to-day fender bender, somebody in a parking lot, what happens on a head, you know, a head-on collision? You know, we, we've got to know all of these things. And I'm sure they're digging into it. I'm sure there's crash test videos or something. Um, but this is called ALEF Aeronautics. So A-L-E-F aeronautics um i think that's probably going to be the easiest way plus i have the link in the description below the video if you want to look more into this and discover more information on this uh yourself i'm definitely going to be digging into this because this out of all the flying cars that they've been talking about over the last 20 years this one seems to be the most realistic and possibly uh the closest one to actually being uh, put into production considering the fact that they started doing this in 2022 or at least it came to uh, life in 2022 um, but I mean wild wild shit huh all right well I hope you enjoyed today's podcast everybody I just want to say again thank you to my subscribers um, thank you to the new subscribers welcome I hope you're enjoying the show Um, If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, all right? Super important. And, of course, I need all of you to share this thing. The easiest way to do that, copy the Linktree link. Share it, all right? Spread it it around. Help me make this podcast bigger. Um, I really, really would appreciate it, of course. Uh, Also, if you want to, use that link for everything TWT, all the social media, And if you have a story or if you want to be a guest on the podcast or maybe you know somebody has a story that needs to be heard, send it on over to talkinwithtofer at gmail.com. That's the official email of the podcast. You can type it, uh, voice it. You can even video it. Just keep the voice and videos under 60 seconds and send that all over to talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. And of course, with that all being said, I hope you, 
Yes, that's right. All of you out there, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Have an amazing weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later. Later.